Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You, Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls at Work, Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. Today we're going to address a delicate topic, how to work with someone who's been hired due to their family ties at work. Mm. Yep, we begin with a question from an employee who has to compensate for an incompetent co-worker who's also a family member of the company's top executive. Ugh. And then during the second half of our podcast, we'll discuss how to manage an employee who is related to a senior executive at work. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. This is definitely a hot topic. I've heard, I think we've heard many people complain yep. about the difficulty of holding family members of top tier of a company accountable for their yep. work product. I hope our listeners will send more questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Uh, Logan, what's our question? I find myself in a tricky political situation at work. My company recently hired one of the top executive's family members to work in my department. This person is very nice, but not competent. He is supposedly my equal. I continually have to redo his work, which doubles my workload. I complain to HR, and they shrug their shoulders. I'm getting ticked off and resentful. What should I do? Yeah, I'd be pretty ticked off and resentful myself. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's not fair, actually. Um, I'm not sure why this person is compensating and picking up their work. I'm not sure why they're doing that. Um, Mm. Maybe because it shows a poor reflection on the department or I I don't know. But somehow um, he's fallen under you, but he's equal to you. I mean, I think... Mm. You can stop redoing the work maybe and say, this needs editing, refer to other work I've done and see if you can see the changes I've made and learn to make them yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe give that kind of feedback. Let them fail. <laughs> if it's not going to be a poor reflection on you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like that? No. Well, actually what I was thinking, because you were asking about the person who is compensating, I was thinking very often I think high performers, and particularly those who are super responsible, will feel responsible if they have a colleague who's failing, mm-hmm. you know? And so what it sounds like is that this, the person who's writing this question is struggling with that it would be very hard perhaps for him or her to watch this person mm-hmm. really fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're saying is you have to be willing to let them struggle. Yeah. And, you know, they may have to take some classes. They may have to do some growing. And mm-hmm. I think you're you're taking that growth away from them by doing it for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> maybe tough love or maybe they'll go and cry to their uncle and um, that'll backfire. So you've got to, I don't know the situation. I don't know right. the cast of characters. You have to figure that out. But if you could get transferred, moved away or somebody <laughs> else, somebody else can carry the load of this person. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I would try to find a way to not take this on. I mean, you have to be nice. You can't you know, get the person in trouble. They have to get themselves in trouble. Yeah. I was going to mm. say, I think the thing that's interesting about this is that the, the fact that it's called a political situation is so true, yeah. right? And so what you're saying is, on the one hand, this individual is 
already learned that HR is not going to do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So you really do have to find out what your options are. And if you did let this person flail and fail, you know, what then would, what then would someone do to, to rectify the situation? Right. Mm -hmm. And would it be a poor reflection on you or on this particular person? Right. So, um, you know, I think you also have to say to this person, I can't do your workload and my workload is mm-hmm. not going to work. So I need you to, um, you know, do your job better. I need you to mm-hmm. learn how to do this. Right. I mean, maybe you the encourage pers- them to get help. Yeah. To seek help. And if the person just tells on you or, you know, that was the way it was set up that somebody was going to do your work, uh-huh. then yeah, there's a problem at the company. Yeah. yeah. And I changed to a different department. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because it is a good point that perhaps this individual who's in this position, should you say, I can't do your work, you're going to need to find some kind of assistance so you can figure this out, they may feel like, okay, I want to, they, like they, they don't want to be incompetent That's necessarily, right. but they're probably used right. to being um, coddled somewhat. Yeah. I mean, I remember once um, a boss's kid had come for the summer, and but the father really knew that the kid was not too bright. Uh-huh. So the, the father always thanked everybody yeah. mm-hmm. for teaching the kid and helping and then really took, you know, I don't remember if he gave us any money or time off, but he was really kind with his words when mm-hmm. the kid left and said, I know that was a lot, but he learned a lot. And thank yeah. you so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. But if that's not the situation, if it's more you know, this is the job, this kid is going to be promoted, this kid is going to go places, and you're not, and you got to do their work. If it's that kind of a situation, um, yeah, you're going to have to look to change that. Right. That may be getting out. Okay, so the first thing is to stop automatically compensating for this individual. I think so. And then the second piece is to find out what may be possible should you not be overcompensating for them. What kind of assistance may come to that individual? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But I would try to appeal also to this person, you know, uh-huh. and let them know that, you know, they got to grow. They have, to, if they want to stay in this position, they're going to have to get their skills up. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I can't do your job. That's not yeah. fair. Right. Do high performers also do certain things as like a preemptive measure? Like they know this work might get sent back or right. whatever. That's right. So they're just doing well, it what's happening. to get out of the way. Right, right. Yeah. So I mean, typically high performers, they take part of their responsibility is that psychically they take, you know, 95% of their responsibility for all outcomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of a design factor. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think in anticipating how, right, right. you know, the response that might happen with someone's subpar work, they just want to clean it up first. So Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. is a little bit of a control issue as well to, Mm. because you have to relinquish control long enough for the family member Mm -hmm. to flail (laughs) and kind of see what happens. And that takes a little bit of faith and a little bit of courage, I Mm -hmm. think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so your natural instinct is, oh, I'll just take care of it. Yeah. And that you've got to fight that mm-hmm. because you're really not helping anybody um, by doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the, the person themselves is open to growing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. that, that's a really tough situation. All right, so it let's is. just look at it in a different way. Um, so let's look at this from a manager's perspective. How do you manage an employee who is related to the big boss? Um, <laughs> and the big boss is, you know, expecting good things. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, clearly this is a, you know, it's a priority because of the big boss. It, it is that, you know, you may want to handle this person um, maybe... I don't know. Maybe you don't handle this person differently. I, I, I think it depends on the situation. I don't know all the details in this yeah. in any given situation, but um, I think if the per, if this person needs support, you uh-huh. got to try to find it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting you said because what I was thinking is I think one of the things I would want to do if I am managing someone related to the boss is go to the big boss. I might check in with that big boss early on just to make sure I understand the expectations here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, okay, so you want me to have your family member do this job and, um, you know, do you want me to be instructing them? Do we want them, if they have, if they need to learn new skills, do we want to be training them? What is it that we want? You may not get the truth. Yeah. You may find out later um, that there was a different agenda. It's hard to know because not everyone, uh, you know, I I, I heard a story recently where um, a nephew was working for the Uh big boss and because he didn't want to offend his brother, you know, they let this, they let this guy, you know, just do the damage he was going to do until it became a big deal. Yeah. And then it was obvious that they had to let him go because it was obvious to everyone, you know, and then there was nothing the brother could say. Um, so sometimes the situation goes longer than you would hope. So, well, and you're saying sometimes the big boss's hands are tied as well in a way. Right. They're doing a family favor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, so it's a little more complicated. <laughs> yeah. But I think you should try to give this person the support they need, whether it's going back to school or getting them some help uh, or assigning them to work with somebody who has the time to support them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if you showed effort into, as a manager, into supporting this person to be successful, whether it works out or not, will only look good for you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's funny you said that because I was just, when you were talking, I was thinking, I guess you just would have to consider this part of your job. That's right. You know, That's that right. this is the requirement is that I have to work with this individual. I probably need to make them succeed, whatever it is that they're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Um and give them the resources that can make that possible. Yeah, not everything, you know, at work is fair. So sometimes those things happen. <laughs> yeah, this is the way it is. And, you know, who knows if this person is flagged to be a big wig in that company, you may end right. up working for them one day. So it's going to be a good thing that you help them yeah. early on. Um, mm-hmm. You have to have boundaries to how much you're going to help them. But, I mean, unless they're dangerous or horrendous, which, you know, could be, they could be very spoiled and mm-hmm. um, maybe unethical, you know, you have to figure that out. Um, it's worth it to try to help this person. Yeah, and I think it's also what would might be the challenge um, would be that you, to curb your cynicism mm-hmm. or your resentment <laughs> at being put in this position, right? Because if you're a busy manager and you're suddenly given this additional responsibility, it could feel, to use the term you use, very unfair. Well, here's another thing. If the person is really spoiled and their expectation is that you're going to do their work. Yeah. And their expectation is that you're going to 
you know, do all this and you don't even get a thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's probably where the resentment comes in. And then you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. Okay. This is the deal. This is really a family run situation with spoiled (laughs) <laughs> children and or they may even be adults adults right. adult children, adult children exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. i may not want to be in a situation like this because this is you know what it is you have to make that decision Sticky. maybe it is worth it maybe it's not yeah i'm not somebody who could stick around for that but uh, i know other people can well and also it's not always that the children are spoiled it is or that the family members are spo- spoiled i i have seen situations where family members expected actually to do more and work harder Mm, I've seen the rest of the staff. So I think there is, and that's what I was saying, I guess going in is that you want to just curb your expectations at the beginning and sort of wait and find out who is this person and Mm -hmm. what are their capabilities. Um, not assuming anything. Uh, Certainly if you discover that it's someone who has a very strong sense of entitlement and expects you to be their servant. Should you sit down like in the same way that you would sit down with the big boss with this employee and see if you can kind of gauge what their goals are or what, you know, yeah, how they feel bad. about approaching the work. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Getting to know you. Getting to know you. <laughs> yeah. Trying I mean, to it's feel still, them out. It's yeah. still touchy. It's still touchy because it's a family member. So yeah. it's touchy. I mean, it's right. not an average person that you can put on notice and, you know, give a review and it's touchy. Mm. Yeah. And if you have a very strong fairness orientation, it could be very challenging. Unfair. (laughs) You probably have to be careful about the things that you say too, right? You say and do just in case. Yeah, they absolutely. They the information to well, even they will. somebody else. They Including will banter, right, in right, the office. Right. That may even be why they're there. Ooh. Spying. Yeah. And they go home and tell everything. <laughs> wow. This is sounding more and more unappealing, really. <laughs> it's extremely it unappealing. It is. All right. Well, that's it for this podcast. If you have any further thoughts or or, um, comments on this topic, please tweet us at AskK2 and follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. If you want to receive our podcast email, text us at 228-28 and type in MyCrazyOffice. That's all one word, MyCrazyOffice to 228-28. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.com. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.